come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh. Or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Good evening. Welcome to Alexandra Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you so much for showing up a Saturday night again to listen to our wonderful show, Alexandra Friends 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. This evening, we have an amazing evening of wonderful talk with our co-host and our guest of honor. But right now, let's stop. Let's listen to the Pledge of Allegiance brought to you by the Clark children. (laughs) I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Merry Christmas, Alexandra and friends. I'm Alexandra Fincher, and I am the host of Alexandra and Friends. And my co-host, Courtney, is here this evening. Courtney. Good evening. Good evening. And we have Billy Tatum. Hello. How are you? And our guest of honor, of course, is our sponsor, Roberto Perez with Miller Title, Texas. Hello. Good evening, Roberto. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So good to see you. Yes. Same here. I love it. You doing okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Well, well are, uh, how's, how's everything going at your yeah. business? How's and, title business? Yeah. Oh, man. Title is doing great right now. Mm-hmm. I am so glad I'm in title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad day Did to be in real this? estate at all. Yeah. Very good day. Very yeah. good day. Well, I love your new office. You, you really have moved it to a beautiful office. Where's it it's at? very inviting. Well, we just redid the whole furniture and, you know, the sign layout. Oh, same and building. Same, same yeah, building. Same but it's so inviting. It's so pretty. And you have a bar and the whole works. I mean, we it's just a bar, bar with alcohol. Got a classroom there. there. Come yeah. through and see me. I need yes. to come by what? there, man. Courtney, Very. I got a bar for you. What's that nice. address? <laughs> you know, this is a good time for him to drop his address then, so I can go by for that free drink. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you tell us where you are located? <laughs> yes. Roberto? I invite uh, people to come through, especially Billy. Yeah. On my way. At 4100 Spring Valley Road. Oh. And we're at Suite 450. In Dallas. Okay. Seven five two four four. I'll be down that way today. It's very, yeah. very nice. It's, it, it's very inviting. It just has that where you want to come in and, and right. enjoy yourself and, and do a great oh, closing. Man, that's a sweet spot. Yeah, it's border of Farmer's Branch in Dallas. In Addison, right? Addison. Yeah, the you Osaka know, Sushi Grill. Right that's like my favorite sushi place right up the road from me. <laughs> I'm so glad. Like yeah, one have, block away. And you have Luby's Cafeteria right up the street. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. But Roberto, so, how's business? It's great. I can't complain. Honestly, we were just talking off air, and last year was busy, and this year was busier. Yeah. What What wow. do you see most? A lot of new construction, or just? Yes, a lot of new construction, um, a lot of remodeling, you know, homes, and mostly a lot of refinances too. A lot of refinance. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. because the interest even I did that. Is, yeah, yeah, his interest is so low. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's well, been Courtney, great. What about you? Aren't you glad to see our boss here? I'm today? so glad. Yes, we haven't seen each other in a while. <clears throat> Not about boss, but. Well, that's what we always have to say. Paycheck, hello. 
<laughs> well, Courtney, Courtney, you've got a oh, new yeah. job too, right? Right, right. I took a uh, a part time job doing independent adjusting. I've held my adjuster license since oh eight oh nine time frame, and so in the state of Texas, you can actually carry both your insurance agent license along with your insurance adjuster license. So now it's funny when I talk with you know. Uh, my clients that are involved in an accident, I have to call the people that hit them uh, as their agent. You know, they said, well, what do you know? You're not a licensed adjuster. Well, actually, I am. Well, actually. <laughs> well, actually. Wow. So, yeah, doing that just to try to. Is that to... a conflict of interest, though? No, not at all. It's it's employer specific. So if I had gone to work with, say, like a big name insurance carrier mm-hmm. and tried to maintain my book of business with the agency, yes, that's a conflict of interest. But the person that hired me, I mean, as long as you don't handle claims that you've ever been involved with, like they're not your client or they're not involved with the client of yours, then no, it's not a conflict of interest. That is true. I know about that. We actually have some sort of same rule. And for some reason, like we have our own own transactions. We just can't interact with that. But we can handle our own transactions as a company. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. I I was not aware of that. You You guys have such a process, though, that you really couldn't mess it up. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's always, I guess, a uh, room for error. But if at one point you sell as the, let's say, the branch manager or the escrow officer there, a property of yours, you don't have to take it somewhere else. I mean, you could close it there. You just can't sign off on that as your own transaction. Yeah. And then that would be like conflict of interest. But with title, there's no discretionary stuff, right? Where you have to make a judgment call on things. It's usually pretty much black mm-hmm. and white, right? Um, in a scenario where you have some sort of liability in certain transactions, you could. Oh, okay. You could, you could close. Like people don't know this, you could close on certain transactions, and uh, and still have liens on it and still insure it. Well, there's there's like a I didn't window. Know that. How do you that. know that? That's interesting. Yeah. Can you can you talk about what that are those a little examples? bit? Examples, yeah. It's mostly on a refinance transaction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Refinance, refinance with the lien. Yeah. Okay, I could see where that was. Huh. So mm-hmm. like a second lien or third lien? Or or let's say, for example, you owe credit cards of some sort, and there, there's like an amount, I think it's up to 100000 now. It went up, I think, last year. year $100,000 in credit card debt? Who has that? Yeah. I mean, Good grief. <laughs> who doesn't? No, I don't. But, um, yeah, so like I, I had, this was a couple of years ago, I had a deal where this guy owed about 25000 and after good judgment, you know? And we were refinancing. It was a rate and term refinance. He wasn't pulling any cash out of the property or anything like that. And we insured it. I asked the underwriter, and they were like, yeah, there's like a little, I can't remember what it's, it's like an indemnity umbrella or some, some, something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Because this is their homestead, because they're there, because they're not actually pulling cash oh, out. Because they're not it's got to do with the homestead. I yeah. can see. Yeah, if you're not selling the house, where lien wouldn't matter if you're refinancing. Yeah, so it'll be your homestead, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes I would struggle in an industry like that, like lending title, because I, I'd be over there like, hey, sure you don't want to pull some cash out and kind of right. get rid of that debt, you know, like trying to provide some yeah. life lessons. Are you, you sure know? you want to pay that much interest? You On could- my end, I have the ability to do that because at the end of the day, and I don't know for you guys, I mean, probably more for you, Alexandra, but, you know, an insurance agent is it's it's a funny job because you end up being like a counselor. You know, you talk to these people, you know, their finances, you know, who's in their home, you know, their kids, you know, their dogs, you know, um, you know, the assets that they have. I mean, you get to know these people essentially inside and out. You talk with them a lot. And, um, and so, you know, I had a customer the other day that actually called me and she's a 
I've never met this woman and she's a Facebook friend of mine and she called me and she's like, I just wanted to give you some space and, and I felt now is a good time to reach out to you about your mom passing. And we had this hour long conversation and we were just kind of sharing and, you know, going back and forth. And it's like, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that's, I love that. I love that part of being able to affect people in a way where they feel comfortable enough to be able to reach out and check in and have that conversation. So. And it's, it's very difficult for when you don't know the people, but when they reach out, right. and, you know, this, this is amazing because that, I, I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. So that is wonderful. But talking about um, Todd, the news lately, Roberto, about the stealing of title work or, or not necessarily, but the deeds at the courthouse. How can people actually oh, steal? Yeah. I've tell tell us that. how this is, is becoming crazy, news right? now. So what there's a yeah. guy that they just sentenced to uh, in prison. Yeah, right. I saw it. What well, is it? How could they if do you're, that? If you're listening to this and, and you are in the age group, um, you know, between, I guess, 60 and 80 or something like that, or if you have someone that's elderly and they're about to pass and they owe property, just be really careful because that's how they're getting to these people. You know, they're stealing deeds from people that have passed, forging their signature, and yeah. recording it into their names. <laughs> that reminds that me crazy? Um, uh, that reminds me of a fraud. My my wife's grandmother, who's you know basically disabled, we she was going through her bank statements and saw two charges that were recurring. I can't remember how much they were. It wasn't a lot, like seventy five dollars a mm-hmm. month. But um, it was one was a deed protection thing. It was a scam. So they called in saying, "Hey, we can we can secure the deed on your property so no one can take it or something like that." And she just signed up for it because she didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those people were just scam artists. You know? Yeah. And that happens when you buy a property, too. You'll get letters in the mail and saying, you know, buy your title for 85 or $90. Or, yeah. I saw that one, know. too. And you don't need that. You, you don't, don't have to do that. <clears throat> no, it's know? it's actually something that we do as title companies. We ensure you that you're going to get recording of the deed, that you're going to get the title back, that you're going to have, you know, already everything titled to your name. Yeah. If you ever need copies of anything, we're <clears throat> entitled to keep copies, you know, in file. Um, and that doesn't, you're not paying anything other than having someone go on their public records and printing off the copy that I've already filed for you. And, so that's the title policy, correct? Is so that the title policy? Well, it, it, the, the title policy comes with the deed when you close under a title policy insurance transaction. Mm-hmm. But there's also change of title where you can just, you know, change the title without having the title insurance done. Oh, really? Mm. And that's just something that people do sometimes to add names or take names out, you know. Oh, I didn't know you could do that that easily. There's there's always a parentheses or a, I guess uh, you got to check this and check that before you do it. But it can be done. Yeah, mm. there's, I've right. been warned about that every time I bought a house. Hey, you're going to get letters about, you know, getting your deed or a copy of your title or whatever. and and you don't need to do that. I've been told that every time. So when you walk out of a title company and you've signed everything, you're done, right? There's yeah, you're done. nothing else you need to do. You normally get something back in about, you know, 30. Right now, I'm talking about 40 days to get the mail with the recordings, with the policy, with the documents that you would need to prove that that was your transaction. Mm-hmm. You know, and that usually takes about 30 days or 40 days after you sign. But when you sign, you should get copies of it. And now we're doing a lot of electronic stuff. so. We're just you know, mostly scanning stuff over, and people like physical copies too, so we'll always give them physical copies. 
Well, Roberto, when we come back, I want you to explain a little bit what does the title policy actually do for a person for for a homeowner because that is so important. I mean, you're a million you're dollar saying, question, right? That's a million mm-hmm. dollar question because I know right now there's a client that their daughter showed up or the daughter of a person that closed a couple of years ago said their home she was not part of the home and she wanted she was uh, 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 her will says that that home belongs <clears> to her <throat> and these people closed on this right. house and so we need we need some explanations. I'm just having a I'm trying to, <laughs> poor Alexandra. <laughs> Roberta's uh, throwing her you off tonight, but yes, definitely listen her. to our podcast on our website, Alexandra and Friends. And we had a fabulous guest last week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lisa Rigby mm-hmm. with Woven, Woven Health. Woven Health. Woven Health. And we've had a lot of uh, emails that coming in or calls. I had a call yesterday wanting to know where was the closest one for them. They live in Addison. Oh, awesome! Yes, yeah, so Great. it is a very wonderful. Um, and the lady called me, Mitch Rigby, wants all of us to go on a tour of the awesome. clinics. But it also opens a lot of doors for the people that live in Addison, Carrollton, and the North Dallas right there, that 7534, uh, I believe, is the area. That opens for people that, especially for elders that don't have any insurance mm-hmm. at all, but do not get oh, Medicare. Two, three, four. Now, do you get Medicare and then your pension insurance is your supplement? My pension is my. That's my it. Pen, you don't need pension. Medicare at all. No, okay. I, I don't. But I also have American Airlines. My American Airlines insurance covers everything. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it covers my husband. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. So let's talk that a little awesome. bit about uh, Roberto Glad has to something here. to talk about. Thank you, guys you for again. being here. Yes, you're. Ama- you it's, look so uh, awesome today. It's cold Saturday night. Cold Saturday night. Yes, yeah. yes, and yes, yes. Uh, well, we're still dealing coat. with. Yeah, we're still dealing with a hurricane. Billy don't need a cold. Look at this guy. He's so built. The hur- not the hurricane. The tornado. <laughs> tornado. That That's crazy. That, that whole tornado. thing is crazy. 80 people so far. They mm-hmm. have found in several that children. Was bad. On that was there. a nice little yeah. storm but here, though. It was when? Saturday night, that part of that storm, you know. Oh, the last night. Yes, yes, I stood, yes. I came outside. It was like midnight. I came outside and watched it for a while. Then I went home and... I mean, it's went back to windy. bed, woke very up windy. at four or five, and there it was. Tornadoes, death, Amazon collapse, all that. It's crazy. Well, it's coming to the end of the year, so you get all the bad things coming that yeah. end yeah. the year so that remember, the good things come on the first part of the year. Remember that December tornado that hit Rowlett area? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. the one that hit Dallas. Yeah. Very close by the Was Jewish, that last year or the year before? Two years, two years, two years ago. ago. Two years ago. That hit it still right looks, by the Jewish community still center. looks decimated over there. Yeah. I missed out on a good opportunity there. There was a lot that they were selling and I won the, the offer and I pulled out at options because I got scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that in Preston hollow area? Yeah. Right there. Right, like forest Inwood, and North Haven uh, and all forest that. And Inwood. You were going to build an office. I was going to build a, a house. Oh, mm. it was, you know, have you seen those houses? They're yeah. huge. So, oh, the, know, so yeah. what, why did you get scared? Um, what well, the, I had the money and at the time I was going to like, just spend all the money and i was like oh crap well what if something happens so i just like oh i just wait but i mean there were so other op- there were so many other options that i didn't even really stop and think about it you know what i mean so yeah anyway but that was horrible um glad to be here guys i i love to see your faces again mm-hmm. and <laughs> You guys are looking at the website. Is, Silly graphics. Awesome. I need to talk to Liz. It's awesome. I'm pretty good with Photoshop. So, Don't Roberta, you were you were talking about things that we need to talk about, and this is kind of, I guess, parlaying from what you just said. 
in regards to like being scared and things that happen and willing the universe and karma and all this other stuff. And then you threw out a term that I've never heard before. Oh, yeah. Tell us about Dharma. Dharma. Yes. Let's Google that. That's actually going to be a great, great uh, discovery for you guys, because just like there's karma, there's Dharma. And just like karma is right. Or wait, you got to bleep that out. Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Mike I feel like keyboard. I prefaced this in the beginning so well sorry about that now you're anyway. gonna say grad life by the beep no. and then I'm gonna be two for two anyway just like there's karma there's dharma and what dharma is is just the opposite of karma so karma is what happens when you do bad bad stuff happens to you right yep so when you do good when you give good and put out good good happens to you so that's what dharma is and how do you spell it? I got very serious on that. When hey, I said that, didn't I? I? I went Urban Dictionary. I was trying to find it. I, I, I looked up Dharma, but it shows artists. So how do you spell it? Uh, I think it's D-H-A-R-M-A. I mean, you know, I know why he was looking me in the eyes now when he first said Dharma. It says, a state of supreme awesomeness. Wow, I've never, explain. I've never that's heard just, of that before. Never heard have you? Of it. That's, just, that's not what it is, I guess. But that's just one. Well, of the there's things. a yeah. reason you're bringing this up, so we want to talk about it, Roberto. Um, yes, there actually was. So I noticed in the past, you know, we've all struggled through our own problems or whatnot. But it just seems to me like we can actually try to avoid that in a way, right? And and I think that, and I actually I can just oh. tell you that I'm the the one true uh, witness to this is because when you when you do stuff without the intention of own benefit, like without trying to benefit yourself, and instead of you give or put out energy as of people benefiting from that, like you, I'm going to do this, so and, I expect this in return. Not having oh, those expectations that, and just being alt- good to be good. I'm going to do uh, this because altruism. I want them to learn or I mm-hmm. want to help or I want them to benefit from, you know, this or I'm going to teach people how to do real estate without charging because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like an altruistic thing. Yes. My dad used to talk about that growing up. Mm-hmm. Being- so when you do that, you know, greater stuff comes to you. Mm-hmm. So very I, I am very, you know, very um, <clears throat> firm on believing in that. So That's to- my problem with the word altruistic. You know, I do nice things for people all the time without expecting anything, but I feel rewarded for doing that. So right. is that really altruistic? You know, that could, well, be, here. That could be borderline yeah. codependent. So <laughs> that's a whole other segment. I'm not talking about that. You know, what I, I really thought about that now because I was looking at him and I haven't seen him in a while. And, you know, he just told me something about his children. And, and I realized that, wow, you know, this guy's doing a good thing. And. Look at his business. His business yeah. is good. It's successful. And, and and I'm sure that's how he lives his life, doing good things every day. You know, I sign up for too much. Tell, let me tell you. Well, and it happens. We do it. And that's I why think I'm late that's, sometimes. Yeah, that, that, we have a prime example right here, too. Yeah, oh, for sure. Alexander is the example. No, yeah. I just, my She's parents taught me karma. that exactly. your heart has to be part of the world. And, and you do good for people not expecting anything in return. Yeah. And that's how I am. I give. I don't expect you to give anything in return, yeah. but don't cross me. I'm scared of you. 
that was the evilest little laugh yeah. she just did. Did you see that look too? She, she had said, the look but. and then she like whipped around yeah. and had this big smile well, with her little laugh. I want everyone to visualize. She said, look, but and she put her finger up. There's always karma. Looked me right in the eye and said, don't cross me. So that me. is a good word for the day. And I think that's something that we need to really. You guys found it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I found, yes. I found yes. something I like about it. Yeah. Uh, oh. So so just like people tell you karma, you know, oh, karma's going to get you or hope karma gets you. I hope Dharma gets you. I hope Dharma, I hope gets, Dharma you. gets you. Well, Courtney, what about you? How's your business? I how's your that, life now yeah. that Gigi's gone? And how are you taking that? I'm, I actually picked her up yesterday, which is so surreal to look and see your mother in a plastic bag. Oh, you don't have it in a box? Yeah. And then it's in a plastic yes, bag and yes, just seeing, yes, like yes. holding her up and being like, here's, here's my mom. How do that with my husband area? It was awful. It was, yesterday was not a good day. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you saw my my post on Facebook about the, the sign? No, because I had a, I had a bad day with, I, I, I was thinking of taking my husband's um, ashes. To Oklahoma. Gone over, mm-hmm. And I picked up the box and young son's father passed away right. yesterday. And going to the, I just couldn't do the funeral. I couldn't do the cemetery. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, my husband's box is this size, mm-hmm. a little bit bigger. And I have it. And I went in and I said, Bill, you know what? You just make it so hard on me. Mm-hmm. I talk it's to hard. him every day. Yep. Um, everyone asks, were you going to take her out of that box and put her in something nice? I said, no, nope. because it's temporary and I'm eventually going to get to the ocean and sprinkle her out to sea. But it was crazy. We did a like a, a state yard sale and tried to get her house cleaned out. And I had a friend come over and she brought me Starbucks and she was the first one there. And she was just wanting to hang out. We got going through the garage and she, my mom was a crafter. And so she wanted all her ribbon and she had a bunch of little um, you know, trinkets and projects and stuff. So my friend was taking that off my hands. And all of a sudden I look up on the top shelf, I see this piece of unfinished wood hanging out and it was so high. It was like almost to the ceiling and my mother would have never been able to get it up there. I don't know how she did it. And I pulled it off and it was just like those little pallet wood pieces that you get at Hobby Lobby that you can paint on. Mm -hmm. And on the back of it, it had that note with the saying of, you know, Persons in heaven, save a seat for me. And my mother had handwritten it out and taped it on the back of this board. And I lost my mind, right? Like I'm looking at it. I said, why would she have this? Why is this here? And so my friend grabbed it. And in the midst of everything, I didn't really understand what she was doing. And then it dawned on me. And so last night um, I had picked up my mother and then my friend called and she was like, hey, I want to I want to come by. And she had made the sign with the lettering and everything um and tape the note back on the back of the the sign. It was really really cool. Wow! Wow! So it does it, it does affect you in so oh, many ways. Oh, for sure. So you see little things like that, and mm-hmm. but the good thing about it is they are all they might be in ashes, but they're always in right. our heart. Right. And we think about them all the time. So mm-hmm. and this is just going to be a tricky season. You know, my mom's birthday is on Christmas. Oh wow! Well, that's we have that's a double whammy right there. But we so. have to celebrate their lives. Well, that's and the I, most important. Not the, cry for them, but right. celebrate them. Well, and the the cool thing is, and I have a feeling that this may be the case, but I have a daughter that's due the end of the month, and we really think that she may go on Christmas. Oh. So that would be the biggest blessing to have something truly to celebrate. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So um, that's your granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Wow. How many grandbabies do you have? This will make four. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell her to take a Christmas morning jog, right? Right. Yeah. Here's some spicy food. Get that food. baby out of there. Yeah. Yes. We're going for a walk. Oh. Yep. Well, Billy, how about you? What's uh, happening in your life and your home and your children? Uh, well, daughter came to visit me from SFA. 
yesterday. So that was nice. Just me and her hanging out the house for now for a few days. And um, we're busy as ever at work because of the real estate market. Oh, my God, it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, the worst part about it is this wonderful market. Everything is happening, but then you start worrying. I know there's going to have to be a stop somewhere. I kind of look forward to it right now. Well, that's true. A little slow point would be yeah, good for a few but months. When you're, you, I think we need that. We just need to catch up because there's so many people coming in and so many homes and you you try and sell, but you can't even sell because you have this bids over and over mm-hmm. and over. I had nine nine offers on a house that I put yesterday on the market. And, and are things still going for over asking? Oh, right? yeah. Everywhere? Yeah, Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Over that's a year why starting now. to January, I think it'll start balancing out. That's why people are so amazed that it hasn't crashed, you know, yeah. and people think it's going to crash. I don't think it's going to crash. I, I mean, don't think it'll ever crash lower than it was the before it kicked The rates are so up. low right now, and, like, honestly, it's free money. Like, I don't think it's ever been this low in history. I don't know how long. It basically is a free loan. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it, think about how many banks are really struggling. How can they, How are they making money? I don't know. I mean, not at two to three percent. And a lot of right. companies are shutting down. So, well, that makes, yeah. you know, in in like Mexico and Central America and South America, the loans are like a 10 percent uh, percent home loans. Yeah. Wow. What's the median? And, and uh, the median? down payment is 30 percent down. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. And there's a, and really not very many people are really. <clears throat> What's the average house down there cost? I know over here in Texas, what is it, like around 350 Average? Average About 350 yeah. On a new home, right? Uh, I don't know. No, well, average, that's average. Average that's price average for a house. In if the, you take it oh, all, okay. average it is about 350 yeah. Well, the market is so different. And, yeah. And honestly, the homes there are, are built different, too. Yeah. And a house that was built, like the house that was built here in 1980 is so, you know, uh, different from the houses built there in 1980 because they were made out of brick. Yeah. So it could, it's hard to tell, but I just don't know like, what it the depends real on markets and, like, like for where I'm there. from in Mexico <laughs> City, the the houses are expensive. So the average house, and I'm talking maybe like a beat up house, is going to be around 150, you know, 175 thousand. Wow, and that's yeah. like a small, a small maybe two bedroom, one bath. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, There's we're going to be talking about all those there, interest right? rates when we come back. Yeah. Oh. 25 million people. Yeah. 25 yeah. million people I in mean, Mexico ever, City? I, have you ever I, looked I at a satellite view of that yeah. city? It's insane. They got a school right in the middle of a block and all these houses around that school and little playground. And then the very next block over, same exact thing. A school, bunch of houses. like It's just repeat, stamp, repeat, just everywhere around Mexico City. It's crazy. It's a beautiful city. <clears throat> well, yeah. This show is brought to you by Roberto Perez, Miller Title. This evening, we're just having general conversations and talking about so many things that, you know, we're involved in title, uh, under the house, uh, <laughs> Billy Tatum with Structure hey, Foundation, insurance, foundation. adjustment, real estate. So we're just talking about, we're just having like an evening of resting because we're coming to the end of the year. and We've had so many amazing guests all year long and some of the guests, like the last week, we had an amazing, mm-hmm. what was her name? Lisa? Lisa Rigby, Rigby with yeah. Woven House. Mm-hmm. What an amazing show. And the week before that, we had, well, we, when did we have the uh, the weatherman? Oh, Roy Ponder. You have oh. such a crush on Roy Ponder. Oh, well, I wasn't here. Yeah. I wasn't here. I didn't get to see that. I like his, his, the way he talks on his show. Mm-hmm. You, you've, you're looking outside. Now I'm looking every day just. What's the weather like? <laughs> you know? we've, we've had some amazing guests. We had, uh, and I think that's important. So right now we got Roberto here, and he's talking about 
what's happening in, in interest rates. And right now our interest rates here are very, very low. And I noticed some of the banks are stopping. Uh, yesterday we, I got a letter from uh, Chase Banks. There are no, no more personal loans that they're going to do or, or um, yeah, personal loans for signature loans. They're going to stop that because of the amount of uh, people not paying their loans back. You know, signature loans are... That's happening? Yes. I didn't oh, know Chase, that. Yeah, Chase... Uh, it smells like 08 coming again. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, it starts worrying, getting a little worried because personal um, signature loans are on your, you know, they're basically, you're the, the person that's guaranteeing them. But the amount of people not working, it's causing problems. And, and then you can't find a job. You, you, there's too many jobs and there's people that are not working. So it, it all this comes back. So interest rates, I think, are going to be coming up, especially with that big uh, tr- trillion dollar. What, five, and they're going to need to recoup that money that they're losing on those loan payments. Well, so. just think about if you're paying a, on a 200000 at 3%, that's $600 a month plus your, your insurance, your taxes and all that. That comes to $1,200, $1,300. So mm-hmm. That's very low interest rate. I remember when I bought my house in 1983, it was 18% interest rate. Whoa. What? Really? 18%. That's what we paid on our first house, 1983. What was I doing in 83? Were you born yet? I was born. I was probably being conceived. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh. See? (laughs) I love Roberto. He's so sweet. So anyway, so Roberto, bring us back to a little bit of what's happening in, in the industry of title. Uh, are you are you thinking of opening a little bit more offices? What are you planning? What are your no what are your off- offices for 2000? And, no, no. 2022 or are you ex- expanding? Um, yeah. So we're we're really opening um, in Houston. Houston's already good to go. I just, you know, was trying to open another like Woodlands. It's called the Woodlands area. Oh, I love I that area. Oh, I love that area. Very nice area. Yeah, but I don't know. It's probably going to be on hold. I'm going to just have it running like this and just make sure the staff is good to go and set up with everything. Are you going to yeah. do a full office or, hmm. or or just a... Yeah, the Houston office is going to be a full office. A full office? Well, I mean, it is a full office. It's a full office. It's already operating. Yep. It's already oh, okay. Open. Oh, wow. And it's in the Woodlands? Spring Branch area. Is okay. Oh, that's a beautiful area. That's where the owner of our Houston office lives, too. Oh, yeah? Woodlands, yeah. So. Well, yeah. what about oh, you, yeah. Billy? What are your 2022? What are you planning? What are you going to do when you grow up a little bit more? When I grow up a little more. Um, I want to be like Billy when I grow up. Yeah, I want to be like Roberto when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Courtney and I are kind of like the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm selling my house. It should be listed. I've got a countertop guy coming soon. Thank you for that, Courtney. Yeah, how did that go? Um, I just sent him pictures and measurements with a text. He was actually working almost in my neighborhood. Oh, he was really? right behind Great. me. Great. I just sent him pictures and a text, and he sent me a quote back immediately. That's so, awesome. Yep. Where are you moving to? I'm probably just going to get an apartment up here, but primarily we're going to be living out of Tyler for now, and we're balancing if we're going to build or buy, like my grandparents' house. There's a we don't know exactly. At first it was one, and now it's the other, and then it's. So I haven't had a decision made yet. We're just going to see what we get out of this house and how everything goes. So, How about you, Courtney? It. How about you? are a single woman. Yeah. <laughs> On the prowl. On the prowl. Listen, are we going to talk about uh, internet dating? I'm just trying to cut y'all off at the pass because I can which see. Which one are you on? Tinder? Yeah. Or? Remember no, I got on Bumble. Ours is live. Oh, Bumble. Health. Yeah. Wealth. And love. Mm-hmm. Let's so. talk about Bumble for a second. What's okay. Bumble? Bumble I'm... is a dating app. Now, mind you, I met my ex-husband, Clint, on Tinder. 
The oh. first, never, is that number one or number two? Number two. Okay. We have to go with numbers now. Okay. And so the first date I ever went on from an internet date, I ended up marrying. Oh, no. So now I'm trying to be really picky because that's a that's a high a high bar right i think we need to be involved courtney yeah. I think can we can we interview them in before? Be like, don't do that yeah. but it's so funny can because we interview them just yeah. bring them in and we yeah. interview them you should bring them all in here it's to think you know oh goodness i can't even explain the things that i've seen over the last few weeks because it's absolutely mind-boggling what people put out there as far as you know, the information and how they word their profile and what they're looking for and their pictures, like some of the pictures. And are you getting bombarded? Listen, I did this one week free or not free, one week paid thing. So you can see the people that are actually liking you. And on Bumble, you the woman has to be the one to initiate contact. Mm-hmm. So men can tell you that they like you, but you have to be the first one to initiate it. And so it really? loads in sets of 50. And once you clear it out, then you should be good. I've literally had to clear this thing out like 30 times. Yep. It's insane. I think men just sit there and be like, yeah, all right. And then just swipe where women are like, go through, read the content, everything, you know? So I've been super selective. And um, <laughs> that's what I've always heard about these apps. A woman signs up, they get overwhelmed. It's and a guy really? signs up and he's just trying, wow. trying and never and nobody ever bites. Don't try it, Roberto. Well, I'm going to do the app for the guys. For the guys <laughs> to, that's what we need. Yeah, man. That's I'm what sure we need. that's out there. Um, but no, I've matched with a couple people and I just I'm not there yet. Like something in whatever it hasn't been like resonating with me. But then there was this one that did come up. The other day, and I may message him. I extended my time to talk to him. Oh, so we'll see. Oh man, but, maybe one know, day he'll go back and hear this. Whoa. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Before we'll the get to the interview. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, at this point, like, and this is just my life. I'm going to tell you guys kind of a semi personal story. So, number one and number two didn't get along, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Ex husbands, they okay. did not get along. Okay. Oh. The passing of my mother you know obviously i think death kind of brings out a lot of emotions of people and you you don't want to live with regrets and things like that number one and number two have become friends oh Oh always happens that always happens number one text number two to apologize to him about his behavior over the last few years so the other day at my mother's garage sale it's me and number one and number two, all working together to make this yard sale happen. No and way. I said, I can't even I can't even make this stuff up. So that's wow. Dharma. It's Dharma. There you go. Dharma. It's Dharma. Right. Dharma. Yes. I'm happy that that happened. I wish it had happened while you were married. But, you know, my wife and my ex-wife have been friends for years. They I'm hang friends out. with all the other they ex-wives. They together. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. been a and great benefit. And I think that that benefit. makes it very, you know, it makes it so much easier for the kids. And yes. it's just like, why? If it didn't work out and there's no... You know, you're done with that. Like, just be done and do it for the kids. And do it for the yeah. kids. And so yeah. I'm excited yeah. because this, this Christmas, we're all going to be together. Not number two, but number one, the father of my children. Which is, he's moved into your uh, my mom's mother's house. house. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that that will be really good for my older kids to see because they only remember, like, hate and animosity. Um. And so I'm really excited. And then we all get to be with the grandkids and all of our kids. I'm so excited about this. You got a lot of complex stuff going on. Yeah, always. Yeah. It's my always. life. Yeah. But then and number two, we're still very much friends and hang out. And it's like you remove the day to day life and then you get to see kind of the person that you fell in love with. Right. And the good parts of that person and not like the parts that you just didn't want to be married to. Yeah. Well, I think what happens also, I, I was married 38 years and I would not 
change it at all with my husband because I had a wonderful man. He mm-hmm. put up with me. It's very difficult to put up with me. So that's the most important. But what happens with, with people, they become sort of like they get home. There's nothing left. Do you sit around, watch TV? Mm-hmm. You don't have conversations anymore. And you just travel just for being together. Right. I think what happens is you start losing interest on in each other because you don't have anything in common. Sure. Well, and I and think that is hard. And then you start everybody. to dwell on the things you don't like, that, and you right. forget about all the things that's you right. do like. Exactly. And boom. Yeah. Don't you problems. think, Mr. Roberto, on those things? Yeah, I mean, I'm no one to say I've had probably three relationships, long relationships, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think the dating app is just more of a physical appearance, you know, like, yeah. You know, I'm attracted to you physically and see how it goes from there, which, I mean, it could be, it could work out. I have friends that, you know, met in Tinder and they're, they're going strong. I never did use an app. Everything's always been organic. That's awesome. Way to go, Billy. No, um, I just never, well, I've been married 12 years. Apps mm-hmm. are more popular now. That's yeah. all. So. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I was thinking about is that and Alexander, like you've said, you know, you and I are similar and to find a man to put up with our S- Mm-hmm. <laughs> is you know in the beginning it's like oh yeah i got me a strong independent mm-hmm. woman right, yes yeah. and then a couple of years go by and you're like you feel the men feel like they can't make a decision yeah. you're too controlling you know and now it's the opposite where you feel like you don't have a voice and it's like where is that happy medium where the man doesn't feel like he's being quote disrespected and mm. still being treated like a man and i'm over here like women like me are over here like that's dumb don't do that. i learned the trick what is it i learned the trick there's two options when you're dealing with your wife it's either a um do exactly what she says or b she's not going to want to fight about it yeah the silence is so you're just going to do it anyway that's how i've learned to live i the thing is and and this is something that number two always said you know we we have a photo booth business and you know how they always ask the older people, like, how are you, how are you married so long? And the husband always says, I just did what my wife told me to. Yeah. And he's like, I will never be that person. I will never, ever concede. And I said, I don't know what to tell you, but if you feel like your idea is better than mine, I'm willing to mm-hmm. have that debate. But you need to come, come at me with There's some always factual knowledge that makes sense logical, not because logic logical, right. logical stuff, and, yeah. and that's the thing where i think you know and women get this way too but men are funny men just want stuff and silly stuff and women don't understand it. like i don't understand why you need 15 fishing poles or 14 hammers or, or like or 20 pairs eight, of high heels yeah, or no and that's not um, me person. 14 <laughs> amazon boxes on the front porch well, listen, every day. and that's uh, not me and that's the other thing where it's like okay you see the way that i live closets. yeah and so i don't know it's just it's all very interesting. Well, so. I think for the most part, it, we're just not willing to compromise. Like, our ego is getting away where, you know, as guys, I'm saying as guys. Because, I mean, you got to realize that at, at one point, if you really want to make your relationship work, you got to let your ego go as a guy, you know? Because, I mean, but... You do. But but women do have to understand that men still need to have that... that, it, that it's, in, it's in their that nature. manly yeah. place. It's, like, right. you have to still respect that yeah. Okay, baby. Yes, honey. Or whatever it is. You right. Know? But as long as you make the feel, the make the men feel less, they're gonna start. You know. Yeah. I'm like yeah. with me and my wife are having respect. a private conversation. I don't care how she talks to me. But we're in front of other people. I don't talk to her a certain way, and I really, really hope that she doesn't talk to me a certain way in front of others. You know, like hey, mm-hmm. let's not do that in front of people. It's called respect. Yeah. Respect. You I mean, must the woman, have respect in a marriage. The woman in, in can a, be anything. the bread maker. 
in all this and still make the man feel like he's the man. Did you say bread maker or breadwinner? <laughs> bread <winner. laughs> well, time to make the donuts. Well, wait a minute. The reason he's a bread maker a bread is because winner. he's a chef. Remember? Yeah. Right. He is right. a chef. Hey, well, you can still make No, bread. that's because the women have the bun in the oven. Oh. <laughs> that's the bread maker. Bread maker. And that was, that was our producer, Michael Clark. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's trying to calm go. us down here a little bit. <laughs> Alexandra and Friends. Brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. Thank you, sir. And and Roberto's sitting right next to me today. Hey, We're having a great conversation. And we can't stop talking about Courtney going on dates. <laughs> hey, you know what I was just thinking? Tell me. Start doing oh. good so the Dharma comes back to you. In the, Which right? one? In dating. No. Oh, in dating? Reading, yeah. No. I was just reading through. It's, you know, more of a Hindu thing and yeah. a Hindu term and stuff like that. Well, he found all the good explanations um, for Dharma. I, I was reading, too. It's a lot, very much Hindu. Oh, it is Hindu, uh, yeah. And um, Buddhist. Michael's like the random knowledge expert. Yeah, How did you know this? It's because he's on he's on radio and he's he does so much research. He's not on Bumble. He's not on he's Bumble. No. <laughs> he's not wasting his time on Bumble, swiping no on every man he comes across. Oh, so funny. This is true. <laughs> well, I, there's a question I want to ask us. I'm going to start, Roberto. Roberto, when you were talking about a woman may work, but doesn't make you feel like you know, they're above you or something like that. I had a rule with my husband. You know, I'm very strong. Mm-hmm. I'm very strong. Mm-hmm. Grew up very, very strong. But I always had this. I respected my husband. He respected me. Mm-hmm. But I was the boss. Exactly. I'm not the boss in my house. I was the boss because that's the way I, yeah. I, I, I was raised. She knows the things I'm strong at, so she right. lets me handle those things. But she handles... Literally everything else. No, my as husband handled everything. Takes out the trash. But I said, okay. Yeah, I do take the trash out. No. As long as Billy takes out the trash and closes the garage at night. And, yeah. But you have to respect each other and understand each other because that's what's lacking today. Mile. There's no respect in families. There's no respect in husband and wives. You see um, couples more and more that live together, but they, the respect is not there because they, you know, they don't have anything in common anymore. Well, COVID you know? will bring all that out of you. COVID. COVID brought that And we out. were great during COVID, and pro- partly because we were both home. We both had to help with all the things. We both had to deal with the kids. Any day drinking compromise. Day drinking was yeah, involved, but we helps. got to, you know, we got bikes, and we went on bike rides, and yeah. we got to go just, like, hang out and do fun things, and we didn't have sports and life and photo booth events and yep. stuff that was just running us ragged, and it's like, I... That's just life, though, and that's something where you can either make the choice to try and handle that yeah. or just always expect for it to be fun and good, and that's that's yeah. that's unrealistic to me. Yeah, so. I told my kids during COVID, it's like, look, we can't go out and do something every single day. Some days we're going to come home, we're going to be tired, we're just going to sit on the couch and watch TV or do something. I mean, just goof around the house. You know, we don't, it doesn't have to be go blow a bunch of money and entertain 100% of the time. You can't yeah. do that. You can't do that. No, no. you have to have that. Life's uh, about the grind. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, and also one of the things that our life is so different now, everything is rush, 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 and, and you have to either do it now or you have to, if you're going to go buy something, you've got to have it there now. There's no more waiting on things. There's no more Shout appreciation. And, this, and I think when you have these situations like Courtney, you know, now she has – the two people that were part of her life that are, they know mm-hmm. that they missed something now because they had it, but they didn't know how to appreciate it. Yeah. And that's important. Uh, Courtney, that's I mean, story. I'm just saying, but I'm not saying, you know that's what I'm saying? Story, man. My family hated my first wife. They hated her guts. We fought all the time. They would pick on her. And as soon as we divorced, Oh, 
best friends. No They were way. inviting her over. That she's coming to the Christmas no now. Way. Yeah, as that soon didn't as we really divorced, happen for me. they all became friends. Oh my god! Yeah. Is that because they hated you so much? I don't know what it was. I don't know <laughs> well, what that's it was. Probably what it was. Mike. And they're all friends with her now. But. So let's talk about that because so we've. You know, there's so many people that we all know that are in similar situations where they have children and they've had a relationship and they're just so sour about it. Right. They're just so mm-hmm. mean and hateful. And to carry that hate in your heart for what you still love somebody or you regret that you didn't love them enough or you did something bad and you regret it or you you don't want to see them with somebody else. Like what? Why? I mean, you why? Gotta just, let that go. Yeah, you got to let it go. The only thing I'm irritated with her is. Sometimes when she talks, I can just feel it crawling under my skin. I'm like, mm, got to get away from her. Bye. <laughs> well, one of the bad parts about it is they take the children and put them in the middle. Exactly. You that's know, the and worst that part. that is the worst part about it. I don't care if you like me or not, but the kids is what's up. That's yeah. who suffers. Oh, we get and, along so well. Yeah. Parents. And that, women can be women vicious. get back to the man, though. That's, they use the kids to like. That happens a lot. Them. That does happen a lot. I'm not saying yeah. all women, but. Roberto, you have a child, right? There's a lot of spite. Yeah, I have two. You have two, but you have a young one? Yeah, and I went through a lot of stuff because of that, and the ex was like, no, I'm not going to let you see him. Or no, I'm not. I'm like, yeah. but why, dude? I'm like, I remember when my brother went through a custody thing, his lawyer said something that I think about all the time. She goes, you know, in these situations, both parents or maybe one, all they're doing is throwing all the mud they can on the wall, hoping at least some of it sticks. Mm-hmm. Because they just yeah. want to win so bad. Right. And they're not thinking about the child winning. They're thinking about them yeah, winning. Yeah. It's it's not a we. It's the them. Yeah. I thought, man, that's that's perfect. There's a lot of people like that out there. I was talking to my friend over the weekend um, that basically, because he's going through that, you know, separation and all that stuff. They have kids. And I told him that when I was going through that, I just made sure that my son felt he had something comfortable at my house. Like he had his security because all they want security Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. as long as he knew he had his own room his own bed his own stuff he'd come home to his house and no conversations about the other one exactly that's that's a big that's the big rule that's a huge rule in my house don't talk about other adults well and i think i think too another big thing that comes into play is there's a lot of parents out there that you know we refer to them as like the disneyland parents mm-hmm. and that's something that growing up in a home that had divorced parents with a disneyland dad i promise you that never works out in your favor it may seem nope. cool that your kids want to hang out with you because you buy them things and you take them trips and you have less rules and you get let them eat whatever they want out of the pantry but that never has Mm-mm. a a best long-term outcome and i and i just if you're listening and that's something that you struggle with where you just want your kids to love you so much and you think doing all of this is going to be um favorable to you i promise you it is not i've seen it time and and time again if you're a dad and you're listening and you're doing that bro you're killing it you're you're killing them you're making them spend time with them invest in them coach their team be at their school be a watchdog ask about their grades ask the mom hey oh yeah. Little Johnny got in trouble. What, what do we need to do to yeah, be a united know? front? Yeah. You know, and don't say, you know, I always hated that when like my kids got in trouble at school or had a bad grade. You know, the rule didn't convey to the other parents house. And it's like, this isn't this isn't about my house, your house. This is about how our, we should be parenting our children. And if our kids failing, they should be punished accordingly for that. They shouldn't be able to get TV and phone, and be able to go out with their friends when that was an expectation we had when we were married. So. Yeah. Um, if my wife texts me and says, by the way, Madison, blah, 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 and it's not allowed to have her phone, not allowed to do this, boy, it doesn't happen. Exactly. That's the way that. it should be. Yep. 
And that's what happens when you have two parents that one says it's okay and the other Mm -hmm. one says no and they let it go. I struggle to that, dude. My ex would tell him not to listen to me. Like, oh, Oh my God. It eventually, I'll tell you, it leads to the kids eventually kind of white lying to the parents and building a different persona around each parent Mm -hmm. because, oh, well, I don't want dad to get in trouble for doing that. That's a big So now I'm going to lie to my mom, too. And well, the kids become distant. When they go to your house, they become distant because they're not wanting to talk. Because you're going to be like, well, what do you do at home? Or you may want to ask them what they, and they're like, oh, so they become distant. They don't even like talk yeah. to anybody. They're just, you know. That's why it. both parents still need to communicate. Exactly. You're still raising that child together. Exactly. And that's the so. bad part about it. People don't think that way. Mm-hmm. And that is where you look at these children that go out and commit all these horrible crimes. Some don't even know who the parents are anymore. Yeah. And and this becoming a, <laughs> a social distances of kids is really dangerous. I was, I raised my son. I'm the mother. Like it or not, mm-hmm. I'm your mom. Right. And don't, don't tell Can't me you're my friend. Back. I'm not your friend. I'm not all that. I'm your mother. That's it. That's the way I was well, raised. If you're a dad and you're paying child support and your other person or ex doesn't want to let you see the kids, man, that do something about it. Like, I- I just posted you know, this a day ago. Honestly, oh. there's been more cases now that that's when on courts than before. That's it. Yeah. Courts, that's you know? it. Courts are the, they're because the ones that decide who the family is. There used to be where women used to win the cases no matter what. Like, even if you're a, you know, a bad mom, they'll still give you the custody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it's been more lenient. I've seen it. I posted this 11 years ago. It's a circle of life. Your parents fake their way through it. You'll fake your way through it. And hopefully you won't raise a serial killer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. That is amazing. We need to post that on our website. Yeah, And and that is so true because, you know, we go through cycles and life is a cycle itself. But you have certain, you know, attitudes and certain, you know, ways that you act because of watching your parents when you Mm -hmm. grow up. And you don't you carry those traits with you without even noticing because you watch from your parents do it. So when you're doing that at home unconsciously, your kids are watching you do it and that, that whole circle just repeats itself. So womanizers, you know, become you know, kids become womanizers. You know, if uh if the mom is a uh, you know, alcoholic or drunk or, or uses drugs in the house or all the time or gets used to being abused by their spouse, the little girls are going to become, yeah. you know, used it's, to getting abused and yell that and, 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 you know, and kids are going to, you know, grow right. up being up their wives because they see that. So unless you become conscious and say, I'm going to stop, you know, and then you break the well, cycle. Those kids, the older they get, the more they know and you don't think they know. They oh, do they know. know. They know. Uh, one question that I, I think I'm going to ask right now, and probably Courtney is going to be the one that can answer it. What happens when you, you have children that are, let's say, yours, fun, and ours? Mm. How do you deal with that, Courtney? That's the tricky one. And that was a big part of why number two's relationship, um, you know, didn't pan out. Because one, we parent very differently. Uh, number two, when you're in a blended relationship, it's not like that biblical sense where you've got a mom and a dad, and that's the priority, and then the children fall you know, in order behind you when you're in a blended situation, I would like to think that every parent would always put their child ahead of their spouse. And unfortunately, when you get in a blended relationship, Mm. it's hard to um, not convey that to the spouse, but also not make your children feel like you're picking another man or woman over them. And so that becomes really difficult. And I felt like I was in a situation where I, I couldn't put my husband at the, 
center. front of the house. Right. Because, you know, they're, my kid's dad wasn't in, in Texas. He had moved out and, you know, it was just me and um, the kids are the priority and they grow up so fast and you want to be at the practice. You want to be at the games. You want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible. And that's something like where I said, hey, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I still tried to make time, but it wasn't enough time. Right. It wasn't enough time for for number two. So I went I went through this with my yeah. son. So I understand. It would probably be a bigger struggle because your kids are older now. And if you meet someone else, mm-hmm. that's even I would think that's even more difficult to get them to bond in that manner. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, oh, Billy. Billy. Wow, yeah. Billy just well, no, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative. No, I'm just like, no, no. Billy yes. just a teenager stepping into a new step parent can be very oh, difficult. We, we, now, yeah. we're, I'm not going for number three. I'm just saying I was just looking for some dinner Fun. and conversation. <laughs> hey. uh, Roberto, can we give her one of those little No, Billy's buying dinner, remember? Who's right? the nurse? <laughs> Billy, I just was going to say. I'm going to invite that nurse she was talking about. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Well, this evening we've had a, a very unusual evening <laughs> because our guest has been our, our Roberto, Roberto Perez with Miller Title. But we've had just conversation, which I think is sometimes is good because we we touched a lot of um, subjects. You I'm know. glad we stayed out of politics. That was nice. Oh, yeah. But, you know, politics is we talk about children. Court is yeah. a, poli- a politics, you yeah. know, and if yeah. you have a good yeah. judge. You're right. If you have a good judge, they're going to see that the child. It's going to be in a good place. Since we're in the in the subject, if you are out there listening, you if you have struggles with your you know house title and you want to think, oh, I'm just going to title it into my kid's name because I don't know what's going to happen. You can't title it unless they're 18. Right? Very good so, to know. Oh yeah. Um, and you can always call me and I'll help you change the title on that. We know a title guy. Roberto right. Pe- Roberto Perez Miller title and what Thank is your you phone much. number, sir? Four six nine nine six four five two 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 is my direct number. Well, nice. thank you so much for being here this evening, Courtney, Billy, Roberto. Listen to Alexander and Friends six sixty. The answer. Thank you so much, Michael Clark, thank for you, being doing such an amazing job. Thank you, Michael. You'll have a good evening, and Alexander and Friends six sixty. The answer. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org.